welcome to the Lansing Area Church of Christ's weekly message podcast. If you'd like to learn more about LACC, please visit us online at lansingchurch.org. Today's message from Joel Nagel continues the May sermon series called Fruit That Lasts, diving deep into John chapter 15, 1 through 17. It's called Nourishment Through Connection. Amen. Um, you know, I was reflecting on some of my roommate situations uh, before I got married, and I'm really glad I got married, um, and I think my roommates probably are too. Um, it's actually it's actually one of the blessings of being a, a single Christian is if you choose to, you can live in a Christian household, and you're, you know, the ladies are with sisters, and brothers are together, and, and you get to have these prayer times, and uh, it's like living at church. There's always people coming in for Bible studies and all these hangout times, and uh, it's really good. But there also are some things that I remember that were not so encouraging. Um, like we had some pretty intense prank wars. Uh, one time I remember I came home, closed the front door, and there was like a hollow noise down the hall where my room was. And I was like, oh, no. And, uh, and it, just, it just sounded different. And so sure enough, I opened the door to my room, and everything's gone. Uh, like bed, bookshelf, there's a little pile of dust in the middle, all the stuff on the walls, it's a completely empty room. It had all been thrown on a trailer and hauled away. That, uh, and that's, that was kind of the spark for a lot of uh, crazy back and forth. Uh, the prank that ended the prank wars um, was when I made a laxative-based ice cream float for one of my roommates. Uh, I didn't know that he had a track meet the next morning. He did not make it to the track meet the next morning. Um, I had this roommate named Dave Bulio, and uh, I love Dave Bulio. Uh, he got baptized one night in the Red Cedar River at MSU at the Rapids, and there was ice. We had to get in there and break the ice and send it downstream, and then baptized him. It was, it was pretty awesome. Uh, but uh, I tormented him with pranks. Um, he was afraid of bats. Uh, Jake and Deb talked about their basement. We had bats in the basement of this house. And, uh, and so he, and he lived down there. There was like an egress window. And, uh, and so one time I, I made like cut out bats and put them on a fishing pole and got down in the, in the window hole and, and, and put the pole over his, while he's sleeping, I had the, the bats lowered down over his head. And he woke up just freaking out, um, thought that there were bats on him. Um, I shot him in the eye with an airsoft gun. He can see he's fine. I, one, I, hid, I hid in that window one time when he was running and shot him with a gumball with a slingshot. As he was running by, he was right in the thigh, he, and he couldn't see where it was from. Uh, and a huge welt, like I hunted him. Um, terrible. Um, he, uh, he, he moved up from the basement, and we, and we had a room next to each other where we shared a wall, and I drilled a hole in the wall and then tied a string to his blankets. And all night long, I would pull the blankets off of his bed. Uh, he moved to Japan. Um, so, yeah, uh, it wasn't all bad. Uh, I like to think, you know, Kyle talked last week about uh, pruning. And I like, to th- I like to think that all of that was pruning. Uh, that was happening. I'm not sure that my roommates feel uh, the same way. 
Uh, but there were great times of connection. I remember, you know, Doug was, was one of my roommates, and we'd go and pray, and, uh, and, and we would disciple one another, and it was, it was awesome. There was, a, there was a real connection that comes from living in the same house, uh, and there was a lot of growth from that connection. Uh, turn to John chapter 15. The title of the message today is Nourishment Through Connection. This has been our text all month. We've got one more sermon next week uh, that uh, will be my favorite part of this passage. Uh, so if you're, if you're not going anywhere for Memorial Day, there will be a sermon to remember uh, next week. In uh, John 15, verse 1, it says, I am the true vine, and my Father is the gardener. He takes away every branch that does not bear fruit in me. He prunes every branch that bears fruit so that it will bear more fruit. You are clean already because of the word that I've spoken to you. Remain in me, and I will remain in you. Just as the branch cannot bear fruit by itself unless it remains in the vine, so neither can you unless you remain in me. I am the vine, you are the branches. The one who remains in me, and I in him, bears much fruit. Because apart from me, you can accomplish nothing. If anyone does not remain in me, he is thrown out like a branch and dries up, and such branches are gathered up and thrown into the fire and are burned up. If you remain in me and my words remain in you, ask whatever you want, and it will be done for you. My Father is honored by this, that you bear much fruit and show that you are my disciples. Just as the Father has loved me, I also loved you. Remain in my love. If you obey my commandments, you will remain in my love, just as I have obeyed my Father's commandments and remain in his love. I have told you these things that my joy may be in you and your joy may be complete. And that's going to be the text for today. Uh, there are a lot of words and concepts that are repeating themselves here in these 11 verses. Uh, and remember, the context of this is Jesus has just had his last supper with his disciples. He's the only one who truly understands that completely. Uh, but, and they're, dis, they're confused, they're distraught. Um, and so it makes sense, I think, that Jesus would use very clear language, that he would repeat himself a lot, that maybe even in the moment they're not going to understand what he's saying, but that they could look back, and, okay, what, what was I supposed to oh, remain in him. That's right. Um, I got this. We can do this. And it looks like since John wrote this down that they got the message. And so the, the, the concept that I want to really park on today for today's message is this idea of remaining or residing, we'll see that word, in Jesus. That there's nourishment from our connection to Jesus when we remain in him, when we reside in him. Um, other versions say abide. That's, a, that's an awesome word. But the, the word remain is in this, in this section we read seven times. That's an important number of times for something to be in the Bible. Um, we had this, uh, this prayer time at the Capitol uh, this past Tuesday on 517 Day. And, and it was really cool. We basked in God's glory. It's a beautiful night. And a lot of us who prayed, we prayed about uh, how God was making everything bloom, how spring had come again. Uh, and it was so awesome. All the dead stuff came back to life. And, and, and that's, an ex that's a miracle that we get to experience every year. It's a miracle of connection, uh, of growth that happens because the flowers and the buds are connected to the stem or all the different body parts down to the roots. 
And boom, it was so good to, to pray that on those steps. Jesus is teaching in his final moments, he's teaching the essential importance of remaining connected to God. And so I want to ask you this question, how's your connection? How's your connection? Are you remaining, abiding, residing? Jesus uses this illustration of the vineyard. I wonder if today if he would have used a more modern day illustration of like our internet connection. How crazy do you go when your router acts up in your house? Like, it's like the end of the world in our house. Like, what is happening? Why is nothing working? Do we, do we get just as crazy when we start to feel disconnected from God? There's another metaphor um, about connection that I really want to use today, and I want us to think about. And Jesus uses this in the chapter 14 and 16 here of John, before and after the text that we've been focusing on this month. He, he talks about this. It says, Jesus replied, if anyone loves me, he will obey me and my father will love him and we will come to him and take up residence with him. Just let that sink in for a moment. This is how connected God wants to be with us. He wants to make a home with you. He's like, hey, we're moving in. We packed our bags, knock it on the door, we're here. Uh, you know, last spring, we had uh, an unexpected housemate who made a home with us. This is this, kind of, this bird, I don't know if you know, it looks like a sparrow. It's actually called a house finch for good reason. They, they do this, and this is kind of gross, and it's like a giant bird um, feeding its babies. But, um, but it was really cool at first, like, oh, there's a bird nest on our front door in our wreath. Like, this is so cool. We put up a little webcam uh, so we could watch the bird. And then it, we're like, oh, it has eggs. This is so neat. And then we couldn't use our door anymore. And then the, the babies hatched and it got really messy. That's poop all over the door there. Um, and we had to block off the area so that uh, the Amazon delivery guy wouldn't get attacked by a bird. And, uh, and it got kind of crazy. Having somebody take up residence in your life, that's not a small thing. If you've ever considered like having another housemate, um, you know, if, you, if you're married, you're like, okay, we're getting, I'm gonna live with this person? What is that gonna be like? It's a really big deal. And so what I wanna ask you today is, are you a good roommate for God? Like, how would he rate his stay on Airbnb? Because we aren't just following Jesus, we are hosting Jesus in our lives. God, the Father, and Jesus said, hey, we're taking up residence. I do want to say this, if, if you aren't a Christian, if, if God hasn't taken up residence in your life, becoming a Christian is more than just finding a church to attend. That's kind of like the consumer, like, I'll try this church, I'll try this church, this one doesn't meet my needs, this one's off-brand, I don't like that. Uh, that's, that's how people think. But that's, it, it's more than that. It's, it's making a home for God in your soul. 
Jesus promised at the end of Matthew, he said, surely I am with you always. And that's like, wow, that's an amazing promise. But also like, always? <laughs> like you're with me always? Okay, that means, that means we're living together, God. You're with me. And it's such an amazing promise. God with us. And so I really want to encourage you. We have this Bible study series called Go With God because that's life. As a Christian, you're going with God. God's with you. Check that out. See what the saving power of the gospel is really all about. All right, so let's talk about how we can connect with the God who has taken up residence in our lives. And the first, the first way we can connect is through reading the Bible and praying. How many of, you, how many of us, would you say, this year, you've had a truly memorable devotional time? Like, you don't have to raise your hands or anything like that, but their hands started to go up. That's encouraging. Uh, but you're like, yeah, I read my Bible, and I was like, is God here? Like, did, did he just change the text of the Bible to completely meet me where I'm at and give me what I need? This is amazing. Like, your hair is blown back. That kind of a Bible time. You can have that. It's so good. Or you have this prayer time, and you go into the prayer time, and you're like, I don't know. This is, uh, you're feeling like that. But you have this prayer time, and then afterwards you're like, if you feel like you're walking on air. You're like, this, everything's going to be great. This is incredible. Me and God, we got this, right? I hope that you've experienced God in that way, because you can anytime. He lives inside of you, right? He's with you. You don't have to reach all the way to the heavens with your prayers. He's in your heart. You know, I talked to a brother recently about having a teenager. And he said, you just got to keep spending time with them. And they might only open up and really talk to you like one out of four times, one out of five times. And like, that's a lot of times of nonsense and nothing. But then that fourth or fifth time, it's like gold. It's like, this is what's going on in your head? This is amazing. And that's what it's like for us, except in this case, God's the father and we're the teenager. And you keep having time with God every day. And sometimes you read your Bible and you're like, I do not even understand what I read, but I got to go to work. Let's go. But you keep going. And then every once in a while, it's like, what? That's in the Bible? That's incredible. God's waiting to connect with you like that, with each of us. Can you think of a time where you really connected with God through reading the Bible? or through praying. God wants to connect with us in that way. But here's the thing, and this is what I really want to preach today. Did you know, did you know that our devotional times, we think connecting to God, reading, and prayer, that's only one way of many that we can connect to God? Did you know that? There are other ways to, even now you're thinking, like, what other ways could there be besides having a quiet time? You know, I think, I think devotional times, they're essential, and I'm not dissing on them. We need them. That's like the verbal communication part of this roommate situation we've got going on with God. If you had a roommate that never talked to you, even if she paid the rent on time, you're probably not going to be like, hey, will you live in together next year, roommate? Uh, you're going you're gonna to look for a new roommate. you got to talk to God. That's prayer. You need to listen and be a good listener. That's reading. And so it's essential that we connect through reading 
and prayer. But there's more. Uh, so I remember when I was growing up in church, my dad was a shepherd for the singles ministry for a little while. And so he went over to a brother's house. And I remember he said, you know, when I went in, I was at the, I was at the house. It was great, except I noticed something. There was only one chair at the dining room table. So what does that tell you? They're not eating together. They're, they're living together, but they're not actually spending time together. How is there going to be fruit from that connection? You know, the, the Apostle John, who wrote this gospel we've been spending time in, wrote John chapter 15. Um, he also wrote the letters at the end of the Bible, 1st, 2nd, and 3rd John. And so we're going to look in 1st John. You can turn there if you want, or it'll be on the screen. But he uses this same word. This is so cool. You ever wonder, like, is the Bible, did, did they really write this? Is this really from these people used by the Holy Spirit through God? And one of the things that I love is the language of the Gospel of John and the language of the letters that John writes is so similar. You don't have to be like into like Greek text to understand, okay, this is the same guy writing about his friend, Jesus. Um, and so in 1 John, you know, we, use, we heard that word remain seven times in John chapter 15. Well, in 1 John, which is only five chapters, he uses the same word 18 times. I think John was listening when Jesus said, if you remain in me, if you remain in me, remain in me, I'll remain in you. John got it. And I'm going to read, it'll be on the screen from the, the NET Bible. And it, it, it uses the, the same word in the Greek, but it, it uses the word reside in the letter of 1 John. And so let's look at this. Let's look at some other ways besides reading in prayer in which we can reside in God, and he can reside in us. We need, to, we need to have God living with us, connected with us, so we don't get burned up, or you know, dried out, thrown out, burned up. That's what Jesus said in John 15. That sounds painful. Let's get connected instead, amen? All right, so in, uh, in 1 John chapter 2, in verse uh, 6, it says, uh, the one who says he resides in God ought himself to walk just as Jesus walked. And so what's another way that we can connect to God? That we can have God residing in us? Well, by walking in obedience with Jesus. The word there, reside, that's the same as the word remain in John 15. And, and it's, it's almost like John's like, oh, you have God in your life. He's with you. You read the Bible. You pray. Show me. How, does that, how is that changing the way you walk? Let's see that reading. Let's see that prayer applied to real life. Have you ever thought about this, that our obedience to Jesus connects us to God? When you choose to be righteous instead of doing something your own way, giving into something that God would not want to be a part of, it's like having a devotional time. In fact, it literally is a devotional time. It's a time where you're choosing to be devoted. It connects us to God. You know, one, one thing I want to say, in, in my opinion, is that I've had an amazing roommate situation for the last 16 years. 
I don't know about Beth, what her opinion would be, but that's what I would say. It's been awesome. Um, and she's working with the kids today. Um, but, you know, we, uh, we go on these walks, which are so cool, and we talk, we hold hands. I complain because she walks way faster than me. I'm a really slow walker. Um, but, you know, when we, when we talk, when we talk and walk like that, it connects us. And when we walk with Jesus, when we choose righteousness and obedience, we end up with an amazing roommate situation with God. It's, it's a way to connect with God. Amen? All right, the next way that we can connect is by loving our brothers and sisters. First John 2 verse 10 says, The one who loves his fellow Christians resides in the light. Where, where do you live? I live in the light. How'd you get there? Because I love my fellow Christians. I love my brothers and sisters. And there's no cause for stumbling in him. Have you ever thought about this? Like, this is how you can connect with God? When you love your brother or sister, I think we think, oh, I need to, I'm not feeling connected with God. I got to read more. I got to pray more. How about text more? Call more? Set up some hang time more? When you love your brother or sister in Christ, you're being a great roommate for God. You're residing in the light. You know, we want um, to believe sometimes, I think, as Christians, we want, like, like, the old, like the monks, we want to believe that we got ourselves a studio apartment with God. And we get to be with God and the, all of the distractions, a.k.a. people, we push them aside. Even our church, church relationships can feel like work sometimes. And why are these people at church pulling me away from God? And God's like, no, 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 no. This is a way to connect, even if it feels a little messy. If you want to walk without stumbling, if you want to reside in the light, then spending time with your brother or sister, it should feel like the best devotional time you ever had when you spend time with your brothers and sisters. You know, we've got these game nights at our place on Wednesdays. And they're not just a game, okay? This is, that's, it's a real opportunity for fellowship. It's totally, if you want to come, if everybody here wanted to come this Wednesday, hopefully the weather will be good. That'd be awesome. But it's not just like an extra bonus thing. It is extra. It is bonus. But it's not just that. It's a chance to do this, to connect with your brothers and sisters. Our house churches, uh, I don't know if you guys know the amount of work that the house church leaders are putting into these. House church is not like bonus church. Like, oh, I'm going to extra church. We call it house church. What do you, oh, small groups? Yes, that's my extra service. That's, that's my uh, above a 4.0 grade point. This is what I'm doing for God. That's not, it's no, if you aren't connecting in your house church, you're not being a good roommate for God. God wants you to get connected with the people in your small groups. Times with one another connect us to God just like our times with God should. Amen? All right, here's another way. Do you guys know there's all these ways to connect with God? Here's another one. Be bold and don't shrink back. 1 John 2, 28 says, And now, little children, remain in him, so that when he appears, we may have confidence and not shrink away from him in shame when he comes back. So another thing that connects us with God, another thing that makes us a good roommate is being bold with our faith. 
you know, I've been in the ministry for a while, and I, I still get that nervous feeling before I invite somebody to church. Like that little, like, oh, what's, gonna, what's, what's he going to say? Um, and, and I don't know if you've, I know it's been a while, we've had COVID. I don't, know, I don't know if you know this or not, but it's okay to invite people to church again. It was always okay, uh, by the way. Uh, but just in case you needed me to say that, uh, it's okay. It's a great thing to do. And I'll tell you what, it's so awesome. When you have somebody who says, yes, I'll come to church, and you know they're coming, it changes your Sunday. Like, you're, you come in, and you're like, hey, there's, what's that dirt doing on this floor? I've got a friend coming to church today. We need to clean this church up. And you're looking, you're checking the door. Are they here yet? Are they here yet? Are, is someone going to offer them a coffee? And then you hear the, the words, the songs, and it's like, was that lyric always there? That's the perfect words that I want my friend to hear when they come to church. This is amazing. It changes how, how you worship. When you're bold, when you ask somebody. It changes your small group. When you bring somebody to house church, you know house church isn't just for your little group. It's, it should be times where we're bringing people in to see what it's like to worship God and have these relationships. Being bold, not shrinking back or being ashamed, that's a way to connect to the vine. Like, I read my Bible sometimes, and I'm like, that was awesome. I share my faith. I, I invite a stranger to church or talk to somebody in the stands at one of my kids' sports things, and I'm like, that was awesome. Same feeling, connecting to God. There's more. Are you ready for this? Another way that we can connect with God is to repent and be refreshed. 1 John 3, 9, everyone who has been fathered by God does not practice sin because God's seed resides in him and thus he's not able to sin because he has been fathered by God. That's an intense passage right there. You know, we talked about walking with God and choosing righteousness, but what happens when we fail to do that? What do we do when we sin, when we inevitably, and let's just be honest, we're going to be bad roommates sometimes. Hopefully not as bad of a roommate as I was. I was such a bad roommate. Uh, it's like if you've been with Jesus for long, you're like, I, I was such a bad Christian. Uh, but what do you do about that? Do you just feel bad? Do you move out? You know, I love First John. If you get a chance, these five chapters, First John is an incredible letter. So convicting. I love 1 John because it uses the word love more frequently than any other book in the Bible. But it also is super direct about sin. Some would even say harsh. And, and it's like, how can one letter, five chapters, be filled to the brim with love? Like if you had to pick a subject about what is 1 John about, it's about love. But at the same time, be like harsh on sin. How do those things go together? Check it out this week. Read it on your own. But it actually makes total sense because isn't that a picture of the cross? Filled to the utmost with love and yet harsh regarding sin. That's Jesus right there. You know, the Greek uh, tense in this, it talks about continuing in sin, practicing sin. We're going to sin. But we're, we, can't, we can't keep on sinning. But the grace of God makes it so that when we do mess up, it's, it's not one and done. Oh, good try. That's not it. When we sin, we get to repent. You think about repentance like that? We get. It's a gift. And it's not the harsh word that it sounds like. 
Repentance is an opportunity to change. We all mess up. We're all bad roommates sometimes. God has decided in his love to move in with some pretty messy roommates. And sometimes God's like, oh, they, they left the kitchen dirty again. I'm going to give them a chance to repent. It's such an amazing blessing. Uh, when we repent, man, sin disconnects us from God. You feel so far from God. You're like, is there, is there a God? Some, that's, that's what sin can do. But when you repent, it talks about this in Acts chapter 3. It says times of refreshing come from the Lord. You get connected with God in such an amazing way. It's such a blessing. Is there something that, that you need to repent of? Something in your basement? I love the communion talk today. Take someone down in the basement with you. Feel the refreshment. Amen? All right, I want to say, share one more way. And there's a lot of ways to connect with you. Did you know there's this many ways to connect with God? Did you know this? It's not just reading and prayer. Here's another one. Be a giver. 1 John 3, verse 17 says, But whoever has the world's possessions, all those shrimp, shrimp scampi, breaded shrimp, deep fried shrimp, gumbo, all the things that, uh, that Deb talked about, whoever has the world's possessions, and those, those rolls from Red Lobster, anyway, um, and sees his fellow Christian in need, and shuts off his compassion against him. How can the love of God reside in such a person? It's like, how can God be roommates with somebody like that? Oh, giving to the needy, giving to the church, participating in the hope events that Tina and Jen are getting going. Like, what? This is incredible. The skits are like, what, what's happening? I'm like, what is happening right now? And then they make sense. Giving is something that our roommate loves. When we fail to give, John is like, you can expect an eviction notice if you're not going to be a giver. How can the love of God reside in such a person? When we fail to show the love of God, when we fail to give what we've been given, it's like God starts packing his bags. But we can repent. Amen? There's a reason why when you, when you give, and that's the thing, is you, I want you to remember that great quiet time you've had. Because sometimes when you give to somebody, and it could be your time, your attention, that's a tough one to give these days. It could be money, whatever it is. Sometimes you feel so good. And it makes sense. Our holy, heavenly roommate loves it when we give. Are you a giver? Are you a giver? That's a way to connect with God. All right, I hope that you're like, wow, there's all these ways to connect with God. How will I remember this? I've made a printout for you so you can remember it. And I have some, some instructions for you with this. Everyone's grabbing them. It's beautiful. Um, here's the thing. It's easy to forget. It's easy to wake up in the morning and think, I'm going to live my life today. Just me and me. We're going. Uh, and if you think like that, you need to get help. But anyway, it's not just you. God is with you. That's actually the big story of the whole Bible, is that God wants to be with you, to reside with you. 
Even before the Spirit became an indwelling Spirit, that's what, that's what Jesus came to help us have, God wanted his people to remember that he was actively working in their lives day to day, that he was with them. And so he encouraged the Israelites to actually write his word on the, on the door frames of their houses. Like when you get home, remember that I was with you the whole time. I'm, home is your heart. That's what God wants you to remember. He wanted Israel to remember that. And so I've made these on cardstock so that you can tape them or however you want to do it to a door frame in your house. You could put it on the inside of your front door. Be bold. You could put it in your bedroom. I'm going to put it above my office door. When I walk out, you know, it's like believe, like from Ted Lasso. I believe. God's with me. And look at all the ways. You know, when I'm doing my thing, I can't maybe read my Bible or pray at all these times to connect, but look at all the ways that I can connect with God today while I'm out. Okay? That's what I want you guys to think about. God has moved in. You know, we've all seen a plant that is hanging on for dear life versus a plant that has strong branches that's connected to the stem and the stalk and the roots. Let's build strong connections with God in all the ways that our heavenly roommate desires. Okay, and just in case you have any doubt, you feel like, okay, this heavenly roommate shtick, this is a little much. John 14, verse 1. We're going to end with this. This is what John, the disciple who heard Jesus say these things, he wrote this down. He wanted you to hear this, to remember this, to believe this, that God is not just someone, something out there. He's right here. He's with you. He resides in us. And we are going to reside with him. That's the big plan. And so Jesus said this right before this vine and branches. Chapter before, same conversation. Jesus says this. Do not let your hearts be distressed. You believe in God, believe also in me. There are many dwelling places in my father's house. Otherwise, I would have told you, because I'm going away to make ready a place for you. That's what Jesus is doing. And if I go and make ready a place for you, I will come again and take you to be with me. This is the heart of Jesus. I want you with me so that where I am, you may be too. And you know the way where I'm going. And you've got something to put above your door to remember the way to connect. He's making a forever home for us. He's the best roommate ever. Let's go with God. Amen? Amen. Thanks for listening to this week's message from the Lansing Area Church of Christ. While we're happy to share this message via podcast, we'd love to pray and worship with you in person. To learn more about our services or to connect with us, please visit us at lansingchurch.org. Have a great week and go with God.